everybody. Welcome to today's podcast. I am Jalen, your host. Today we're going to talk about who is God. It's a very broad topic. I felt like it was God's calling to really talk about who he is. And so this topic is too broad to put into one podcast. So I have shortened this down to some characteristics of who God is. And so with that, the very first characteristic that I want to touch on is God is love. God created man in his own image. In God's image, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them. God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the sky, and over every l- living thing that moves on earth. Genesis 1, 27-28 Of all the qualities of God, and in answering the question of who God is, I believe this is the most important aspect of God's character. He is love. The very essence of who He is at the core of His DNA is love. This is so vital because without God being love, there is no hope of ever having a personal relationship with him or anyone for that matter because he installed in us the ability to love the way he loves. Everything related to your salvation flows out of the fact that God is love and he loves you. Because he created us in his own image, I feel like that just describes how much he loves us because he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to have us to have dominion over all the living things, the birds, the fish. He didn't have to do that, but he did. And because he did that, he loves you so much that he was willing to send his only son to die on the cross to save you from your sins. We could deny God every day and he still would try to have a relationship with us. He does still try to have a relationship with us. And everything we put him through, Your sin is never too big for God to handle. No sin is bigger than another sin. No sin is smaller than another sin. A sin is a sin and God still chooses to love you. 1 Corinthians 16, 4 says, Let all you do be done in love. And then 1 John 4, 8 says, Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. And I feel like that's a very big verse for the God is love portion of his character because it's true. The next characteristic I'm going to touch on is God is compassionate. The Good Samaritan story in Luke 10, 25-37 says this, A man is robbed and left for dead on the side of the road. A priest and a Levite pass by without helping. But a Samaritan stops to render aid. He bandages the man's wounds and takes him to an inn to recover. This story teaches us that compassion has no bounds. We are called to love all people, even those who are different from us. He met the genuine needs of sick people. If we look at 2 Corinthians 1.3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. 
So sometimes we don't understand what compassion is. The true definition of compassion is not just seeing the needs or condition of a person, but stepping in and doing something about it. Typically, when Jesus had compassion on the crowd or in an individual, he would then follow it up with an action to meet the needs of the crowd or individual, just like in our story of the Good Samaritan. How often do we stop and help those in need? Would you answer your door if someone came banging on it and asking for help? Compassion leads to action. Being there for others when they need you. God does the same. God wants us to do the same. Help those who can't help themselves by lending a hand to a neighbor who needs help. If God wasn't compassionate, neither would we. He made us compassionate beings because he is compassionate. We are made in the image of and likeness of a glorious God. The reason why it is so important to connect compassion to the question of who God is is because it is what causes him to intervene in your life on your behalf. The love of God and the compassion of God are closely tied together because God loves you. He has compassion which causes him to pour out mercy and grace. We find mercy when we should receive judgment and we find favor and grace when we don't deserve it. This all flows out of a God who is gracious, righteous, and compassionate. He sees your condition and rather than leaving you in it to fend for yourself, he helps you. This is because his compassion will allow him to leave you in the state that you are in. This incredible compassion causes God to forgive sin, bring help, or even bring us a blessing, not because we earned it, but because of his compassion motivated by his love. God's compassion is a central aspect of who he is. He is a loving and compassionate God when we do not deserve it. Think about how many times you have given up on God, spat in his face, where cursed him, hurt him, turned away from him, and even denied him. Yet, he still wants you. Isn't that remarkable? You are so loved so much, yet you don't realize it or think you deserve it. That's the kind of God he is. That's his character. The next character trait that I want to bring up is God is good. In Exodus 34, 6, the verse says, The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. The beautiful story about God being good is what he does for us. He created this world with the palm of his hand because he loved us so much. He never leaves us or forsakes us. When we are at our worst, he is right there with us, holding us and waiting for us to take his hand. Adam and Eve went against God, but he never left them. He could have abandoned them and never talked to them again, but he didn't. Just like us. Is that an excuse to do what we want during the week and ask for repentance on Sunday? No. No, we should not do that. Because God is good and we should be too. I believe it is important to try to answer the question of who God is and not talk about his goodness. Many people get tripped up because they look at life and they ask if God is good, then why this happened 
while these types of questions are valid, they don't eliminate God's goodness. Bad things happen because it's a factor of life. It, it's what comes with a world that is cursed with sin and death. Bad things happen to good people because although God doesn't want us hurting and in pain, we must live through those painful moments because it's a fact of life. Life came with pain, hardship, and difficult decisions. That doesn't mean that God abandoned you because he didn't. This is not our home and we have to remember that. For our challenges in life, God gives us ways to overcome them, to be stronger, more faithful at the end of them. That means dealing with hardship. God is good because instead of fixing things for us like we want him to, he teaches us how to be more faithful and to be better disciples for him. God in his goodness had to deal with our sin problem by sending Jesus to die on the cross in our place. This one act opened the door for fellowship with him and more importantly for eternal life. There is more goodness in one act of God changing your eternal destiny through Jesus Christ than anything else he could ever do for you in this life. This doesn't mean that there won't be hard times, spaces, or challenges in life because there will be. I've had my fair share of troubles and pain just like you have. I have been mad at God, blamed God because I thought I would feel better. I have questioned his character, all for what? Because I think life should be perfect because that will fix my pain. The reality of it all is that I wanted to hurt God the way I was hurting. And little did I know that God was hurting too. Because he was hurting from me. Because I caused God pain. And I am sure you have too. What it does mean, however, is that all these things don't cancel out God's goodness. The truth is the hardest and most difficult days you will ever experience in this life are temporary. They may be painful, but they are only temporary. Aim it because his compassion and because he is good because God hurts for you. He wants to comfort you and protect you and for him to do that, you must completely wholeheartedly accept him. 1 Chronicles 16:34 says, "Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his mercy endures forever." God's goodness is core to who he is. Even if life takes a hard turn, you can remember God's goodness because in this life, difficulties are only temporary. In fact, the trials of life cannot compare to all the goodness God has in store for you. So hold on to God's goodness in this life and know that there is a whole lot more to come. Psalm 23, 6 says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will do well in the house of the Lord forever. I love that verse. The next characteristic I'd like to touch on, and it's my favorite one, is God is faithful. Deuteronomy 32.4 says, He is the rock, his works are perfect, and all his ways are just. A faithful God who does not who does no wrong, upright and just is he. The story about Deborah's faith in hard times is about a wife, judge, prophetess, and most importantly, like Mary, Elizabeth, Naomi, and many others, she was a powerful woman of faith. She was a woman who heard from God and would carry out his instructions no matter the difficulty, whether it was easy or hard. 
One day she commanded by God to instruct a man named Barak to take with him 10,000 men to Mount Tabor. There God would help him and the Israelites defeat the Canaanite army who had been oppressing them for years. Now even though Barak had his army, he was still afraid to lead them on his own. And so he begged Deborah to go with them, which she then agreed and told them that God had already gone ahead of them. Judges 4.14 It was because of Deborah's faith, her zeal, and acting on God's word, the Israelites were led to a crushing victory. And just like the stories, I do have hardships, just like you, and so did Deborah. When I have punished and pushed God away, ran from him, chose a sinful life, full of lust, pain, and alcohol, God still chose me. He loved me even at my worst. He accepted me when I could not accept myself. He pursued me when I believed I was not worth pursuing. And still to this day, to this very day, does not give up on me. I think of how faithful God has been to me throughout my life. And I just want to cry because of all the pain I have caused him. And to this day, still cause him because of my screw-ups. If you stop and think about it, I believe your story will be just like mine. Think with me for a moment. How many sins has God forgiven? How many times has he provided for you? Think of how God has continued to love us. When we were in our most unlovable moments. Remember how he has never rejected you. Even when there were times rejected him. Don't forget how he has answered prayers. And comforted you when your heart was broken. How he brought the pieces of his presence. When your life was in chaos. Over and repeatedly. God has proven his faithfulness. Because that is who he is. I can't count the times that God has saved me. From messes that I have made. The countless mistakes and times I wanted to go on my own instead of trusting his. Yet God chose to love me and save me, not because of me, but because that is who he is. Regardless of your situation, there is a God in heaven who will remain faithful to you, both now and forevermore. If God is that amazing, that loving and faithful, should we try to be the same? Try to be just like him, love the way he loves? That is who our God is and in us. If you really think about your character, you don't look at the pain or anger you feel. Don't look at your flaws. Look at you, the loving, compassionate, the you that you know you can be. That's what God installed into us before you were born, before I was even born. Having questions about who he is is normal. Some questions will never be answered. And at the bottom line, once you look at past the doubt and questions, the answer remains the same. God is love, faithful, compassionate, and he is good. 1 Corinthians 10.13 No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Psalm 68, 19-20 Praise be the Lord God, our Savior, who daily bears our burden. Our God is a God who saves from the silver eye, Lord. Come, escape from death. Psalm 40, 11.
Do not withhold your mercy from me, Lord. May your love and faithfulness always protect me. Another characteristic of who God is, is mercy. The story of Abraham and Lot. In Genesis, Abraham and Lot were two brothers who lived together in the land of Canaan. Abram was a righteous man while Lot was a wicked man. One day God told Abram that he was going to destroy the city of Sodom because of its wickedness. Abram pleaded with God to spare the city if there were any righteous people. And because of God's mercy, his love, his grace, we can look at Romans 9.15. For God said to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. God's grace. Hagar was swept into the waiting game of Abram and Sarah and fell victim to their scheming to seek God's promises come to fruition in their own timing. It is a dramatic tale of jealousy and dissension, but also showing the character of God. Hagar was sent to lie with Abram so that he might have a son, But when she became pregnant, the hearts of both wife and maidservant began to war. Hagar fled because of Sarah's jealousy and envy, but God reached out to her. After hearing from the Lord, she gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. Genesis 16, 13. Though her circumstances did not change, she knew that she was not alone in her suffering. With a grace it is to know that God sees us. He sees the sorrow, betrayal, success, and joys. He does not look away from us, but sees deeply into our hearts. Also seeing the covering and reflection of his son, we have all felt the injustice of being treated unfairly by another. In Hagar's plea to Elroy, we too can be redeemed and reminded that we are seen. Just like God's mercy, just like his grace, we are seen. Romans five seventeen, For if because of one man's trespasses, death resigned through the, that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through one man, Jesus Christ. Last but not least, God is holy. 1 John 1, 5 says, This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. And God judges sin. Psalm 5.5 says, The boastful shall not stand before your eyes. You hate all evildoers. And I'm going to end on this note that God's character shows through us. You know, we are not perfect Christians. We have our, we sin, we judge, we do things that we're not supposed to, but God still loves us. He still wants us and he still strives for us to grab onto his hand and let him in our lives to love us, to help us in moments that we don't deserve it. And at the bottom line, we are sinful people that do not deserve his love and mercy and grace that he shows us in our lives, but he still does it. And that is why I felt that God had led me to have this talk about who is God to show you that despite everything that you see in the world, despite being going to some churches and 
feeling judged or lost or felt like you don't belong, the bottom line is that's not what God says. You do belong. That's just not your church. And I've had moments like that where I wanted to go to a church. I love the church and I've had so, I've heard so many good things about it. But going there, you know, feeling judged sometimes, that's, you know, that's wrong, yes. But God showed me where I belong. He gave me a place to worship that I fit right in. And you will find that too. You will find that. God will give you that place of worship, the place to be able to express your love. And it's just all in his timing. And we just have to pray and have patience and peace because that's what it takes sometimes. To It's not in our timing. It's all in his timing. And I have a problem of remembering that. But at the bottom line, that's it's true. And so... I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening. I really, I pray that you guys enjoy this and can take it to heart because it was God's calling for me to say this today. And next, on my next podcast, my goal is to have a co-host join me. I'm not going to say who because that is a surprise, but I cannot wait and I hope to see you then. 